welcome to The Slow Reader, a podcast about books. I'm your host, Steve. And in today's episode, it is we are covering Gone, chapters 20 to 32. Uh, just a bit of a reminder, the countdown at cha- chapter 20 is 131 hours and 3 minutes. The countdown at chapter 32, we end at 97 hours and 43 minutes. I think I actually have an idea of what the countdown represents, but I will get to that after we cover the book. So let's dive into it. Chapters 20 to 22. Kane apparently correctly predicted or guessed that children would disappear on their 15th birthday. He and his court hear about the disappearance of the twins. They also discover Sam's birth certificate and learn Kane and Sam are brothers, fraternal twins to be exact. As Sam and Astrid stock up on groceries, they're ambushed by Drake and his crew. As they bring Sam and Astrid to see Kane, they run into Quinn, who told them about the shopping trip and of Sam's powers. Kane questions Sam while Drake and Diana have Astrid and Pete hostage. If Sam doesn't cooperate, they'll do something to Astrid, probably kill her. She ends up disappearing with Pete back to their house. As Kane's crew tie down Sam, they start a search for Astrid and her brother. Quinn helps free Sam after Kane's gang leaves to hunt for Astrid. As they race off to save her, Sam tells Quinn that they are no longer brothers. Chapters 23 to 25. Astrid takes Pete from their house to hide somewhere, somewhere that Drake wouldn't know where to look, but that Sam might. She decides on the hotel they stayed in earlier, Clifftop. Meanwhile, Sam leads Quinn towards the power plant, deliberately misleading him in case either they were being followed or else Quinn was still working for Kane. Idilio comes with them to take a boat from the marina, and once Sam is convinced that Quinn won't lead Drake or Kane to Astrid, they make a turn towards Clifftop. Back in town, Drake locates a gun from the house he was staying in. He burns down Astrid's house in case Pete tries to transport them back home again, and from a high vantage point, he spots a motorboat pulling a U-turn and realizes that it's Sam heading to Clifftop. The four kids, Sam, Quinn, and Adelio, and Drake, converge at the hotel. Drake gets there first and tracks Astrid down. She manages to hide, but Drake finds her, but not before Sam knocks Drake off the balcony. They escape together in the motorboat. Meanwhile, further away, Lana, the healer, and her dog are holding their own against the talking coyotes. While searching through the cabin they're staying in, Lana finds a store of gold under the floorboards and many canned goods and food rations. Back to the escape. Sam Quinn, Astrid Adelio, and Little Pete are on a boat motoring away from Clifftop. They approach the mysterious barrier and discover that it extends all the way down underwater as well. There's no way in or out. As they're exploring, they spot another boat speeding toward them. Chapters 26 to 28. Howard and Ork are piloting a speedboat from the Perdido Beach Marina straight towards the escapees. The boats collide, but the escapees manage to come out on top. Back to Lana. She had gone on a search for Hermit Jim's truck, and Hermit Jim was who Lana determined lived in the cabin. Uh, She and her dog reach the end of the tire tracks and find an abandoned mining town, presumably abandoned even before the adults all disappeared. She finds a narrow train track that leads into the mine. Lana doesn't want to go in, but the coyotes quickly find her. She hears them saying, food, food, but tries to convince herself that she's imagining it. But the coyotes keep backing her down the mine shaft. The leader eventually does speak to her, and Lana realizes that she wasn't imagining things. As Lana and the coyotes walk deeper into the mine, they encounter something at the bottom. 
Something incredibly painful screams inside her head, and she passes out from extreme pain. When she wakes up, she discovers she's been dragged from the mine by the coyotes. Sam and company eventually bring the boat to land, as they don't have much gas left. They set up camp in the woods and fall asleep. Sam can't sleep, though, and goes off for a walk to try and figure out how to control his power. Astrid finds him, and they talk about what's happened to them, and she helps Sam focus on controlling his powers. They discover it stems from anger and not fear. Chapters 29 to 31. The coyotes force Lana to run with the pack and treat her as a coyote. The only food she has access to is wild meat the pack offers to her. What they refer to as the darkness is what is controlling the coyotes and wants Lana to teach coyotes how to kill humans. The coyotes want to kill all the humans and keep the town for pack leader. Lana realizes she needs to stay a step ahead of pack leader. Diana wakes up Computer Jack to tell him that they are to go back to Coates Academy, where Jack is set up is to set up video cameras to record Andrew. His birthday is coming up, and Kane wants to film the disappearance to find out what happens and how to avoid it. While they're talking, Diana reveals she knows Jack has the power and that he withheld that information from Kane. Diana agrees to keep his secret as long as he does what she says. Sam and company arrive at a campground in a national park. They find a rattlesnake with wings, similar to the one Lana encountered when she first met the coyotes. Sam comes to realization that he needs to take action and not spend his final days hiding from a bite. When Kane and his recording crew, led by Jack, arrive at Coates, they find the place seemingly deserted. The kid they left in charge vanished, leaving Andrew in charge. He's unable to properly take care of the other kids with the power, whose hands are sealed with concrete blocks to keep them from using their powers. They get set up and ready to record. Sam's group start noticing coyotes howling nearby. They start to get closer and closer. Eventually, they stumble on the very same cabin Lana found and Lana herself. They hurry inside as the coyotes close in on them. Well, that is it, chapters 29 to 31. Um, I actually read a lot more than that. But writing the recaps took much longer than anticipated, and I didn't want to stretch the episode too long. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I think I know what the countdown represents. To me, it seems pretty clear that it's the countdown to either Kane or Sam disappearing. All of the dialogue in the book matches up with the time remaining in the countdown. I'm trying to pick out some symbolism from the book, but nothing really obvious is standing out just yet. There's a somewhat philosophical discussion about the nature of the phase, but at this point, it's just kids trying to figure out what's going on. A couple other notes that I didn't uh, put in the recap there. Uh, the kids actually are are managing the grocery store quite sensibly. Um, they're making sure that all the perishables are gone first and keep tight control on the things that will uh, that will last a long time. So like canned goods are in a limited supply. But um, the 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 kids, uh, not Kane, but the kids all realize that sooner or later they're going to run out of food and something's got to be done. So interesting that they're kind of picking up on this stuff and actually being a little bit mature about it. We'll see how long that lasts. So what's left is chapters 32 through 46, plus a closing chapter called Final. So far, most of the book's events are going the way I thought they would, but there have been a few surprises along the way. There haven't been many dropped threads that I can find, which is actually really good. I was I appreciate that. So um, I'm going to have, I think, two more chapters for Gone before uh, I wrap things up. And uh, next 
next episode, we're going to start with chapter 32. Oh, pop culture update. Finally watched Avengers Endgame and have now watched all of Game of Thrones. Uh, without spoiling anything, I'm surprised at how many similarities there were between these two properties and Star Trek Discovery. You can find me at Stephen underscore G on Twitter if you want to hear my opinion on it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.